hey nerds welcome back it is our second episode of opticians unhinged and i am your host iris and this is lucia yay um so this is going to be another happy friday for everyone um Lucia does not have air conditioning today, so if you hear a whole bunch of background noise, it's because she's fanning herself dramatically. Very. <laughs> um, Don't look at the camera if we ever put this on video because I'm shining. I mean, you're glistening, and that's fabulous. But on my end, you totally can't even see that. So, oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, I was working in the garden this morning. I have a bed that I needed to like finish and plant some plants. I've been watering them in the little store-bought buckets for probably two months now. So Whoa. I decided they needed to be put in the ground. And I got up this morning and started at 7 o'clock, did some gardening, and I was sweating so much it was just dripping like into my glasses and then because you know i'm a salty woman um so was my sweat and then it was getting in my eyes and it was burning and it was a terrible time and this is why we don't garden in north carolina in the dead slap middle of summer (laughs) yeah so i told my girls i was like you know we can go outside and do an hour worth of gardening and then come inside the house and it's going to feel glorious. Yes. They both said yes. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting on the floor going, nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, or you could go outside, uh, sweat off everything you've eaten for the week and then go dump yourself into like, you know, a nice cool shower and and pray for the best I'm a- <laughs> i had to come into my shed now the good thing about the workshop shed is in the mornings it is so cold oh, you in should here. say that 10 times workshop the, shed. Workshop shed. the workshop shed <laughs> why do you have to take it to a weird level <laughs> Uh, I think it's partly <gasps> just because I enjoy your reaction to it. It's funny. Oh. <laughs> the love of glasses. Let's move on. Today we're going to be talking about lenses. Woo woo! Um, I had made three talking points. So the first one that I had written down was single vision versus multifocals. Um, The second one was explaining what exactly the difference between a bifocal and a progressive are. And for people that don't know progressives, some folks only know them as no-line bifocals, um, which is sort of accurate, but also sort of not. (laughs) Uh, And then the last thing that we were going to tap on was the difference between transitions and progressives and that progressives are not transitions and transitions are not progressives. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that we'll have time to talk about all of that because there's so much with oh, yeah. each category. Um, sure. But we'll try our best. Whatever we don't tap on today, we can always do in a whole nother episode because lenses are everything and the technology on them is always evolving. And even though I don't, I don't sell this stuff anymore, I actually do enjoy the science behind it all. And 
in my research of stuff, I actually found out about some new lenses that I didn't know anything about before. Um, so yeah, I'll tap on that too. <laughs> so right. I'm going to let you take it, take it from here because I know that this was like a prime topic pick for you. Yes. So where do you want to start? So let's start with single visions. Um, obviously, as it says, it's a single vision. <laughs> now, um, what, what exactly does that mean for the people that don't so know? So what that means is that you have your pres one prescription, one, one prescription in the entire lens. So whether it's a long distance prescription or a short distance prescription, it's just one. You don't have multiple. They're super easy to wear. Um, I wear corrective lenses for my distance 90% of the time. Because mm -hmm. if I don't have glasses and you're, you know, three feet away from me, I can't see you at all. <laughs> I can see the blur of you. I can see parts of you, but I can't see <laughs> I see that um, you're there, but don't ask me what you look like. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Don't make a facial expression that means something to the conversation. Because I'm not going to catch it. <laughs> can't, can't see you. Can't help you. <laughs> don't, don't wink at me. Don't, oh. don't, don't do this number with the nose. Try to get no. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, so... That is a single vision. So when I put my glasses on, I can see everything clearly. Um, there's people that need correction to look up close. So they can take their glasses off and take off on a drive because they can see far away. But they can't, you know, open a door because they can't see the door now. So... I've always, uh, so I am nearsighted and uh, you're nearsighted as well, right? Correct. Um, so <clears throat> for people that don't know the terms, um, nearsightedness is for people that can see well up close, but they can't see anything far away. So those are the people that like me. should really be, oh no, what happened? Um, so the nearsighted, those people should probably be wearing glasses when they're driving or if they're sitting in a classroom at the back of class. Those are the ones that need to wear their glasses during class and things like that. Um, your farsighted patients, um, those patients can see far away, but not so great up close, depending on their prescription. Now, for me, being a nearsighted person forever, I think I was first um, given a prescription for glasses when I was like 15 or 16 after my mom found out that I was like wearing other kids colored contacts and um, she wasn't happy about it. Uh, they were new, like they weren't, they weren't. <laughs> They weren't something that like another kid had worn and then been like, you put this in your oh, eye. God. No. Um, <laughs> but I just, you know, it was the two thousands and colored contacts were the thing. And I thought having gray eyes made me like one hot chick. And <laughs> so, yeah, my mom wasn't happy about that. I don't 
I don't even remember if it had power in it or not, but she took me to get an eye exam and that was when they fitted me with contacts and glasses, whatever. And, um, yeah, so I just can't quite wrap my head around being farsighted. Like I know it exists and I know how to help people that are farsighted, but to me it's a weird conundrum, but yeah, uh, just drop my pen. Hold on. <laughs> so, um, for me, I didn't know, as most people that are nearsighted, I just didn't know that I needed glasses. Um, I actually went to have my first exam as an adult uh, back when Cynthia, my oldest, um, his teacher was like, I think he needs glasses because he sits at the front of the class and he's still squinting. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll take them. Um, so I took them and I made an appointment for everybody in the household because why not? We're going to be there already. Right. And <laughs> the doctor came back after seeing all of us because I have a tribe. Okay. There was a lot of us. So. He didn't give me a whole rundown until we were all done. And sure. he said, your oldest son can't see diddly squat. And here's your prescription. You need to go get glasses today. Don't buy them here. You need to go to a place that's going to make them in an hour for you. And I'm like, <laughs> That doctor Why? said, don't let me find out that you're driving on these streets because I drive on them too. And I'm not trying to die today, tomorrow or next week. He actually <laughs> said, um, please go do that right now because it scares me to death to think that you're driving when my kids are also driving out there. Oh like, man, what a burn. It can't be that bad. I've been driving just fine. And he's like, no, you haven't. You just don't know you haven't. Oh, that's like so many patients that are in denial that they have prescriptions. They're like, I see just fine. And we're like, there's no way. Right. So I drove, you know, about 20 minutes away to the nearest place that made an hour glasses. And I got glasses for me and my son. Um, and, you know, we walked them all waiting and... We got the glasses and, you know, when you're at the store, I was like, I can't really tell a difference, but okay, thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually got uh, to the car and I noticed the leaves and the trees. Oh, yeah. And I was like, holy cow, there's leaves. In it, those didn't look, it didn't look like a fluffy green cotton ball anymore. Right. <laughs> and then I almost got into tears because my son sat in the very back because we had a three-seater or mm -hmm. three, whatever, seater on the van. And he goes, Mom, I can tell time now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, oh, you mean you can see the time now? It's not that you magically can tell time. <laughs> how how old was he when he got that prescription? Do you remember? Fourth grade. Oh, wow. So he was still, like, really young. Oh, yeah. man. 
poor guy. Yeah. Oh, I don't think you've I told know. me that story before. Yeah, um, I felt aw. like the mom of the year. I mean, you know, it happens. You get busy. But- now I know about that. And now I feel bad for like all those times where I as a non-mom was like, I don't understand. Like, what's the problem here? I totally get it now. And uh, I feel like I'm paying for all of this doubt. <laughs> but well, yeah, no, and, and it just busy, comes man. back to don't judge what you don't know or understand. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, we're all, we all learn as we go. And, yeah. you know, life happens for people at different times. And, you know, I'm learning all the time. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I think that is one of the things that um, I respect the most about you mm-hmm. is that you are willing to learn. You know, you're yeah. set in your ways, but you're willing <laughs> to learn. Like, wait a second. Um, now, you won't admit that you're interested in something. You have no. to go research it yourself. Yes. <laughs> but you're willing. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to grow as an individual. And, you know, I think I look back on myself five years ago to now. And like COVID was a life altering change for me. And there's been so much that's happened, not just in my life, but in the world. And I feel like it's, it's healthy to go with some amount of skepticism and like fact checking on things. So, you know, I'm always trying to tell other people, I'm like, Hey, it's okay to look into this stuff. If you're not, if you're not believing it, you're not feeling it, uh, or you need to substantiate it more than do it to it, but don't just brush it off because you're closing yourself off to an entire realm of possibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and culture to me is very important. And you can't understand or appreciate different cultures if you don't like open up to that. Anyways, I digress. Back to glasses. Back to glasses. <laughs> Back to glasses. Um, so uh, with, with that story, if you are a listener and you don't wear glasses and you don't remember the last time you went to see your eye doctor, you should probably go do that now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. And just because you think you don't need glasses doesn't mean you don't need glasses. And I, I think it's also important to note that vision uh, on an average patient doesn't like overnight just go from being good or decent to completely poor. It's it's a gradual digression and your brain is constantly trying to adapt to those changes. So, you know, you don't even notice it. And the next thing you know, years of your life have passed where you're not actually seeing as well as you could be. And, you know, what, what are you missing or what problems are you causing in your own world? Do you have headaches? Do you have a lot of eye strain? Um, and when I say headaches, I'm talking about those ones that are like right behind your eyeball where it feels like it's just trying to like pop out of your head. Um, you know, stuff like that. And people just live with that. And I, I hate that for them. And even if you have a really, go ahead. There's a, there's a story. Um, how do you, how do you cook a live frog? 
a live frog. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So if you throw a frog into boiling water, it's going to jump out. So mm-hmm. You can't do that. So you put it in cold water and you put it in the stove and you put it on low. And the frog will not notice the temperature change and it'll boil to death. So I think a lot of times people won't notice those little changes in their vision. Mm-hmm. That's why they're like, oh, no, I can see just fine because mm-hmm. they're used to it. They gradually got used to the poor vision that they have. Um, and that's why they don't know. Right. And that's, you know, and that's yeah. very, very common. Yeah. And, you know, I think sometimes people don't want to go to their eye doctors because of the cost. And, you know, I think it's important to let people know, even if you have, okay, so there's plenty of places where we can go and we can get a very cheap, very basic eye exam done. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a vision insurance or health insurance. You know, when I got my start, it was in a big box optical You could go in there, get yourself a full eye exam and two extremely basic pairs of glasses for like 70 or I think it's $80 now because of inflation, um, which is crazy because their business model up until then had always been the same price. But anyways, you know, but you could go in there and as long as you're willing to buy two single vision pairs of glasses, you get that eye exam for free. And it's also important to note how thorough eye exams can be to your overall body health. Um, you know, you can detect diabetes, you can detect hypertension, you can detect all sorts of issues. And that's yet another episode. But, you know, don't be afraid to go and get those eye exams. Single vision glasses these days are, you know, a dime a dozen. You can get them online for $20. Um, But anything that's going to help you or especially your child see. Um, And I'm finding more and more children are having, you know, more myopic problems because of this digital era where kids are growing up doing intermediate focus work, staring at these little lights all day and it's just killing their little eye development. So don't put right, it off. So for, for our non, non, um, optical patients can, or listeners, can you explain what a myopic means? So myopic is nearsightedness. That's, that's the clinical term is myopia. And, you know, it has to do with, the shape of your eye, all vision problems are, are most inherently li- linked to how your eye is shaped. Is it too long? Is it too short? You know, is it shaped like a football and not a basketball? That's the best ways that we can explain it for lay people. Um, but there's a lot of studies going on that children um, are developing myopia, nearsightedness, um, because of the amount of time that are, is being spent on devices and it's actually causing the development of their eye to cause myopia. And it's, it's becoming, um, a little bit of a, what's the word that I'm looking for? 
Anyways, I can't think of it, but it's becoming a, a more and more recurring problem in children specifically. And the right. industry is constantly trying to develop new ways to combat that and help prevent it from um, getting worse. And I think, I don't know if I put it in these notes or not, but I had found a lens that was actually by Essilor um, that was supposed to help that with kids. And it was a single vision lens. Um, I'll look up the... The Eisen? No, it wasn't Eisen. It was something Mm. completely different. Um, now I don't know where it went. Um... I'll look it up, so, but you you can continue yeah. on. <laughs> so while you're doing that, let's talk a little bit about, um, I think this is going to be a single vision lens uh, episode only. Yeah. <laughs> we could go I on on this forever. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, lens materials. Um, because I think different lens materials um, pair up better with different prescriptions so Mm -hmm. let's talk about since we're going to just go single vision lenses um some materials so the cheapest basic material is plastic uh and it's called cr39 and the way i used to explain it to my patients was um it is great for um your budget it will scratch so easily. <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> like did you, you technically will... I think that polycarbonate actually scratches more than plastic in the research that I've been doing, but it is more impact resistant. Ooh. Um uh, I I do have to double check that. I might have my facts a little twisted, but I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure that the poly actually scratches a lot worse. It's just more I'm, durable. I'm pretty sure that if you touch your lenses with your eyelashes and you blink on a CR39, you'll scratch it. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was a joke. Don't come after me, licensed opticians. Um, oh man! So CR thirty nine is going to be the cheapest one on your pocket. Um, it's a good lens if you're a kid and you just really need something uh, to look out of. Uh, and then you have your next step up would be polycarbonate. Hey, hey. up we go! Um, <laughs> the cool thing about polycarbonate is it's very shatter resistant. Um, you tend to see that in uh, safety glasses a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's the most common material for safety glasses for yeah. you safety glass wearers out there. <laughs> yeah. So when I was in optical, um, because of the shatterproofness of it, um, and because I think that taking care of your eyes goes beyond just putting the right prescription on your face. But, you know, if you get in a car accident, I want your eyes to be protected. If you get a ball to your face, I want your eyes to be protected. Um, I would sell polycarbonate to 90% of my patients. Um, Unless the prescription uh, required something different, 
you know, and we'll, right. we'll go into that. But unless the prescription required something different, polycarbonate was a non-negotiable for me and my patients or for my patients. So, you know, uh, there's a Facebook group uh, for people who don't know, uh, Opticians of Facebook. And there's a lot of back and forth on that website, uh, you know, with different Abbey values. Now, Abbey, it's A-B-B-E, um, but every different material of eyeglass lenses um, come with a designated Abbey value, which is supposed to measure the amount of aberrations in the material and how that's going to affect what you see visually. And I see people on there every day, every day I see people on there that are willing to just die on this soapbox that polycarbonate is the absolute worst material on the planet. And with my prescription, I'm a minus 450. I have tried every material under this spectrum of materials in the U.S. because overseas there are other indexes that are available that we can't offer. Um, so, you know, uh, I personally have not noticed like some life altering difference. However, I have had plenty of patients who swear they cannot see out of a polycarbonate lens that they are just a non-adapt to polycarbonate specifically. Um, I don't know about you, but that's my personal experience and that's the soapbox I am willing to stand on. I find it to be a little bit more affordable for the patients mm -hmm. and, you know, for the price difference that most practices or insurances require that you pay to get a thinner, lighter lens, the Abbey value, blah, 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 with all these things factored in for the price difference, I'm not seeing a world of difference that justifies the extra, you know, 130 $200 extra that you're making me pay you. And my prescription isn't that heavy <laughs> for me to, to care that much. Now, if we were talking like, you know, a plus or minus like 10 prescription, then yeah, for sure. But I don't know what your experiences are with that. So as opticians, we all have our things that we do and things that we don't do. And you and I have been in the business for about the same amount of time, but we have different opinions on different things. And I think that's valuable. Um, mm -hmm. For me, my rule of thumb, right, mm -hmm. uh, unless the patient asks for it, I wouldn't sell CR39, which is a plastic, uh, just because it is cheaper, but I think it's a disservice um, just because it the way it scratches and the Abbey value on it is so low. Mm -hmm. um, so most of my patients would get put on a polycarbonate. Now, my rule of thumb mm -hmm. was if you're higher plus or minus than a four, I would talk to you about other materials. Um, if you were under a four plus or minus, mm -hmm. um, I would just automatically put you in a polycarbonate unless 
you had been put on something different before and you like it better. Or you just don't adapt to polycarbonate. Now, in my years as an optician, I only had two patients that were not polycarbonate adapt. Um, both of them knew it. <laughs> uh, so, you know. Oh, you broke up for a second. Repeat that last little bit. They both, both knew patients that. what? Uh, they knew it. They oh, were like, okay. listen. I, I don't adapt to polycarbonate and I cannot do polycarbonate. I have to do whatever material they were on. Mm -hmm. I did have one case where they, it was their first pair of glasses. They put them on, they hated them. We had to go back to see the doctor. We had to do 10,000 things just to come find out it was a polycarbonate that they just couldn't see out of, you know, and it happens. But with that said, three patients in five plus years, it, you know, selling 10 glasses a day, it's not a common thing. No, um, I don't even think in all of my years doing it that I've had, there's no way I've had more than 10. So I want to say it's somewhere in the ballpark of five to 10 patients that I, I truly believe no neuroticism, no, no <laughs> crazy patient, no hypochondria that they just absolutely did not adapt to that material. It's kind of like that one patient that we had that couldn't wear gray polarized lenses. Mm -hmm. She could do brown, but she could not do gray, um, yep. which Looking back on that, I wonder if there was some sort of color blindness issue or something in play there. I'm very curious on that. Um, or maybe you know, a neurological thing. Maybe. Uh, you know, I looking at it at the time, it, you're just trying to solve the problem and, yeah. and help the patient. That That's a doctor issue. But looking back on it, I'm, I'm is, genuinely curious. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I actually had it thought about this um until just now it's not on my notes to say <laughs> but i think it's important as i'm thinking about it um because i am hoping that we have patients or people that are not in the optical um, yeah. if you are having issues with your glasses your optician or the person that's trying to help you um feels a large amount of pressure to solve your issue as quick as possible mm -hmm. unless you tell them otherwise. Um, mm -hmm. So just as a good practice, if you are a glasses wearer and you're not in this industry and you're here in this podcast for whatever reason, um, go to your optician, to the person that's helping you trying to figure out what the heck is going on and mm -hmm. why you can't see out of these glasses and tell them. Mm -hmm. that you are willing to work with them and be patient because I think we have this idea because glasses have become such a retail thing. Yes. As, as a salesperson slash optician, we have this pressure of, I have to find out what is wrong with this glasses in 2.5 seconds 
which in reality, the gamma of issues that could go wrong mm-hmm. is so large. We need time. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it makes it a disservice because what ends up happening is you have this issue because I have pressure to fix your issue. I'm going to go to A, B, or C. And if A, B, or C are not what's wrong, then I'm going to chuck it to, oh, this is a neurotic patient or, you know, this is a Karen in front of me. I just need to get them out of my office as soon as possible, Mm -hmm. Um, which is not what we want to do, but we're conditioned to do because Mm -hmm. the patient has this expectation that you're going to tell me a really bad story of how you can't see something that's not going to make sense to me and you want me to fix it little mm-hmm. to no information. So if you're a patient and you're having issues with your pa- with your glasses, go to your optician and say, listen, now I understand that it could be more than just a little tiny, simple fix. Take your time. Let's figure it out together. Yeah. Yeah. There's and, soap. You know, I, I, also, <laughs> I also think a, a lot of, a lot of places um, have, so I made a note for another episode that I feel that because glasses have been made so retail that it is devaluing the optician industry as, as a whole. Um, you know, a lot of places can just hire somebody off the street with little to no experience. And I'm not saying that that person won't grow to be, you know, a a super knowledgeable, very helpful optician, um, that's entirely up to them. But I think in the process of that, people have come across a lot of different eyewear specialists, opticians, again, whatever term you want to use, who don't know what they're doing and don't want to help them because that would require that they ask for more help, more training that they may or may not be getting, um, depending on where they're at. So there's always going to be somebody in these practices that is there to help you. That is a fountain of knowledge and, you know, trust, trust your opticians and, and try to get to know them and they'll start to understand how you as an individual explain what your problems are. We cannot see what you see. And Mm -hmm. I don't think people stop to think like, okay, this is, a complex issue that is really hard to explain to start with. And I have to try to explain it in such a way that this person can understand so they can do their job properly. And I think that that also frustrates patients as well, Mm -hmm. because we start standing there asking a thousand questions and they're thinking that we're going to tell them we're not going to help them when really we're here to help you. But I have to ask these questions and, you know, I, I think that it's important that people know most places will help you. They will remake your glasses yeah. for you, you know, things like that. It could be an anti-reflective problem. It can be a prescription problem. It can be a measurement problem, a frame problem. The, the amount of problems that this could be are, are almost infinite, um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's a good point. I'm glad that you brought that up because I do think that people need to know what to expect in the event that something is no worky. 
<sighs> also, I gave up on trying to find that lens right now. I'd rather just stay focused, but okay. I will definitely try to link that into the show notes for when we post, okay. um, because it was really interesting technology. Um, and I'll bring it up sometime later, but yes, it exists. It's out there. I'll bring back circle around, whatever. All right, let's move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so you have plastic, you have poly, you know, prices are going up a little bit. Um, Trivix, what do you think of Trivix? So, uh, I personally do like Trivex. Uh, it's relatively close in price most of the time to polycarbonate mm -hmm. uh it has about the same amount of durability and if we're talking those weird tacky abbey values that one actually does have one of the better abbey values for those of you who are insisting that those matter um, <laughs> so i do like trivex it's a little bit thinner it's a little bit lighter uh again i don't personally notice a huge difference but i do like it but you are limited on what you can do with a Trivex lens that you are not limited to in a polycarbonate or a plastic. Yep. So um, for our listeners, uh, my prescription is half of Alana's prescription. Um, so I am sitting at a minus two. Um, so... I'm a minus 450. Woo! <laughs> so I don't have a huge prescription um i cannot drive without glasses at least not legally if i absolutely had to if like one of my kids had you know severed an artery and i don't have time to find glasses which is almost impossible because i own a lot of them um <laughs> but i see enough to where i could throw my kid in the car and drive down the road to the nearest hospital and not kill anyone in the process. I can see the big vehicle coming at me. I can see red lights, you know, like, um, but with all that said, uh, I am not super sensitive to different materials. Um, I don't see a difference between a Trivex and a polycarbonate. I can uh -huh. see a difference between a plastic and a polycarbonate i know okay. i don't like plastic in front of my face it just it makes me kind of feel weird um like like looking through a dirty window maybe would be a good way to put it a, a dirty window okay you, you know like you don't see it that it's dirty but it's dirty so e it's like even with an anti-reflective not sharp yeah yeah. Okay. Um, you know, so I don't see the difference between poly and Trivex at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I have fitted some people on Trivex because of the frame that they had chosen. Um, but I don't think I've ever met a patient that's like, I love Trivex. I cannot do anything else that, Trivex. I don't think I've had one of those either, but then we had that one really special patient who is an optician that had been retired for like an eternity, him and his wife, yes. you know who I'm talking about. And yeah. they swore that they would only do one, six, seven. 
and yeah. you know every every year except then as things go on certain things aren't available anymore and then it becomes yeah. this problem but swear they said that's the only thing that works you can't see well out of anything else that's it end of discussion so you know yeah, those people are saying, out there man right right i'm not saying that there's not a patient that can see their best with trivex you know mm -hmm. um i'm not close-minded to that i'm just saying for me personally trivex yeah. versus polycarbonate i can't even tell the difference i own both yeah. um at this point, I don't remember <laughs> uh, <laughs> because I tried Trivex a couple years ago. I don't remember what glasses I put Trivex on. I remember you didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I I didn't I didn't like it because I was disappointed because I had high expectations. Of, right, this is going to be life changing, mm -hmm. and it wasn't. Mm -mm. I, couldn't, I couldn't tell the difference. No, I, actually, I, I am lying. I can't tell you which one has it because of the frame that I put it on. Which one was it? My oval frame. Oh, yeah. Because they yeah. insisted that it had to be done in Trivex. And then all yep. of the labs told us that that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my oval frame has Trivex. Um, and yeah, no, I can't tell the difference. No, I definitely think when I am recommending a product, I am recommending the thickness, like the weight and the durability more than I am based on the fact that it's this material. You know, right. I try to make sure I'm asking what, what complaints you have about glasses in the past and what, what do you feel could make them better in the future for this next pair and let me see what I can do to try to achieve that. And, right. but again, the, a lot of people don't ask those questions anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're just gonna, they're just gonna sell you what they think you're going to pay for. And yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's that. <laughs> All right. So high index. Um, this is a world I would only go into if your prescription was higher than plus or minus four. Mm -hmm. um, usually high prescription patients know exactly what they like. So I don't think, um, for patients information, if you are wearing a plastic lens and your prescriptions are minus five, you are doing a disservice to yourself. Those things are thick. Those mm -hmm. things are heavy. Mm -hmm. You can do better. I bet you y'all's <laughs> nose is just killing you from the weight yeah. of that thing. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not <laughs> saying go get a high index if you don't want to spend the money for the high index, but you could you can totally bump up to a polycarbonate and feel better about your life. Absolutely, man. Uh, absolutely. Right? The uh, and. With the with the high index, so there's the one six seven, and then there's the one seven four. In terms of thickness, there's not an astronomical difference. You know, when people hear thinner, lighter lens, I think in their head they're imagining it's going to be as thin as the little plastic demo lenses that come out of yeah. a shelf, no. a shelf frame, and 
if you have anything that's over a plus or minus one, that's just not going to happen. And even then you're pressing it. But a lens can only be so thick. And with the 174s, as opposed to the 167s, um, that is the only material that I actually do kind of have a problem with. And okay. in the sense that the light comes through that lens material much faster than it would in the 167, you are automatically required to get an anti-reflective if you want to buy it. And some patients will not like to pay anything extra to get an anti-reflective. They have, they exist. I will, I will die saying you need anti-reflective. Yes. It helps you more than it hurts you. But some people are adamant, no matter the anti-reflective, they don't want it. So even if you have a super high prescription and you need the thinnest lens imaginable and you don't get it with an anti-reflective, the higher the index you go, the worse the problem's going to be. So, you know, maybe then, just double check what you want to do. <laughs> and then you have the whole debate of whether if you have a really high prescription and your lens is thick, it doesn't matter what you do, it's going to be thick, mm -hmm. whether you should polish that or not. I'm oh, in the man. stance of, nope, don't polish that baby because it it's going to shine through your eye. It's going to make this weird, bright, prismy thing. I hate polishing. I know you don't stand in the same place. That's why I brought it up. Well, uh, okay. So polishing for <laughs> me, the only time I personally really appreciate a polished edge is rimless. I think it looks a lot nicer, but if you're in a rimless frame and you're a minus six, that's going to be thick on the edge and that thickness plus the polish, it's just acting almost like a beacon of light. And mm -hmm. I tend to feel that those patients get more of that weird fishbowl effect because of how the light's coming in. Uh, and again, you know, I'm not a doctor. I can't say for certain that's what's happening. This is just the thoughts that I'm having that make sense to me with the experience that I've had in the past. But right. I, I just think that there's something like somebody that's buying like a Lindbergh rimless. Now, th these these frames are really expensive and you want those lenses to look really nice. And yeah. for me, something about a polished edge, it's just like, yes. <laughs> but it doesn't work with everybody's prescriptions so sometimes yeah. i'll be like yeah maybe we maybe we shouldn't do that um or if they've had polished in the past um and they're complaining to me about how they're always getting headaches or you know they feel like they're squinting a lot their eyes feel tired um let's maybe drop the polish and just keep this with a standard finish um and that's another one of those things if your optician is saying maybe stop doing something that you've been doing because you have a ton of complaints, maybe take that person's advice, try something different, and then know if it doesn't work out, they can remake it for you. Just don't wait like eight months and then come back and complain that it didn't work. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah. Um, All right. So I think we've covered single vision... Pretty much his entirety. Um, 
don't be scared to True. ask questions to your opticians. Don't be scared mm-hmm. to explain your issues in more than one way. Yes. Um, let your optician know that you're not an enemy and that they're not your enemy, that you're there to do the best for both of you, which is take your time to explain mm-hmm. the issues. They'll be willing to take your, take their time if you tell them ahead of time, listen, I'm not mad at you. I'm not here to solve the problem in two seconds. Mm-hmm. Give this me is what's time. going on. Yes. And, you know, don't be afraid to ask yourself, well, when I'm having this problem that you feel that you need to go in and, and I don't want to say complain about, but address, but if you feel the need to come in and do it, stop and ask yourself to what frequency are you having this issue? When are you having this issue? Is your lighting something different? Are you sitting different? Are you doing something different? Um, and it's happening more then than it's happening on a regular day to day. Ask those questions because if you don't, we're going to, and it's better for you to go into that, you know, informed and be able to give your best answers to get your best fix. It's nothing that anybody has done intentionally. Nobody makes your glasses wrong. Sometimes they just don't work. So ask yourself those questions, ask your optician those questions, and and don't be afraid to go back in and be like, hey, something's not right here. And, you know, I know you're here to help me fix it. So let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because the only other. If you come in guns blazing mm-hmm. and your optician is uh, someone like me, which I'm very blunt and then your face and you come <laughs> at me guns blazing, guess what? I've got guns, too. And mm-hmm. I can make you feel dumb, really easy, <laughs> really fast. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, but if you're attacking me, the little Hispanic person in <laughs> me comes out and she's like, my gloves are on. But if you come at me and you're like, yo, I'm having this issue. I need your help. I'm going to be like, let me help you because I love helping people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't love helping people that. Are attacking. Oh, yeah, me either. That's why I always left you to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> or you could come across somebody like me where you start yelling at me and then I get so anxious. I go off into a back room and cry about it. And then the next thing you know, I've got this little tiny Spanish chihuahua lady that comes out willing <laughs> to just like rip your ankle off. Uh, uh. Yeah. there's a there's a certain level of respect that needs to be given Mm -hmm. and i feel like people in the customer service industry as a whole are tired burnout we don't make these decisions we literally just work here yes so underpaid (laughs) so yeah keep that in mind man we're here to help you know we love what we do most of us have a, a very strong passion for this industry um and this industry tends to just find us a lot of people that i know have no intention on being here they just are and the fact that they're still there despite all that you know have some have some gratitude for your opticians man i'm i'm gonna clap for us (laughs) for those that are still in the business 
Yes, yes. And the uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about, but we can save for the episode on multifocals, uh, was that there is a difference in doing a multifocal lens and a single vision lens for certain yes. things like computer use, reading, etc. Because some people do not like multifocals. So when we get yes. in that conversation, we'll swing back around to the single vision. Maybe by then I'll have found that specialty lens. Yes. <laughs> but we'll save all of that for another episode. Um, yes. But until then, I am going to say to please follow, like, subscribe, share our podcast. Um, you know, everybody has people in their lives in some capacity with a vision problem or an eye health issue, and this affects everybody. So we're just out here to try to share the word, try to help you answer any questions. If you think of any questions that you might have, um, we did set up an email for our podcast. It is opticiansunhingedpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us an email there if you have any questions. Uh, but otherwise, we will be back next week to share our love of glasses and spill a little bit more tea on lenses. All right. Um, I want to say, don't come after us. We are not licensed. We're just unhinged. Um, mm -hmm. We've been doing this for a while. We love glasses. We love helping people. We want the average Joe to know what to expect and understand the language. Um, mm -hmm. That's what we're here for. We're not here to sell you product. Um, nope. We're not here to put out the word on specific problems or products. We're here to talk <laughs> about problems. Yes. <laughs> um, so you're informed and... Uh, don't forget, I'm a little Hispanic woman, so my <laughs> accent and my thoughts sometimes get discombobulated. <laughs> it, it's okay. I I just have anxiety and it's crippling and I go down rabbit holes and I get completely sidebarred. Um, but we're here. We're real and yes. unhinged. Unhinged. Love we're glasses. really un really unhinged. Um, last thing. Uh, you know, with this long drawn out goodbye is if you guys, for those of you that are in the field, if you heard any disinformation in this podcast, feel free to let us know. We still want to learn, um, yes. you know, and there's so much information out in this world that it is easy to get confused from time. So please correct us if you ever hear anything wrong. Um, be nice but, about you it. Know, be nice about it. You know. I have anxiety and I cry really easy. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> she does. She doesn't. So she's the rock. Uh, maybe I'll just have her check the emails. <laughs> so, <laughs> I just get a response. No. <laughs> but yes. Uh, so that that's this week's episode of Opticians Unhinged. Uh, until next week, uh, we will we will come up with some more goodies to talk about. And next yes, time just... is multifocals. Ooh, yes, whoop, whoop. and that that is a whole conversation that might end up being a multi part episode. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> there's a, there is a lot to uncover in that. So. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. All right. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe. And you guys enjoy your Friday. Woo woo. Woo woo. Bye.